always thought-provoking and informative. Forget the spin and media bias from the left and right. We know you are sick and tired of being told what to think, how to act, and what you can and can't do. Direct from the Ustream It Broadcast Network, it's time for another edition of the last Christian newscast and radio show with your hosts, J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley. Real news and biblical common sense analysis starts in three, two, one. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for another edition of the Last Christian Newscast and Radio Show. My name is J.D. Williams here in East Texas, and joining me from the Dallas and Fort Worth area, my co-host, my good friend, but most importantly, my brother in Christ, Mr. T.L. Terry Farley. How are things going today in the Metroplex there, Terry? Uh, going good. Uh, had bagels and Bibles this morning. Uh, talking Jesus, and uh, now this is wonderful. We get an opportunity to tell the world again, once more time, about Jesus. Amen. Amen. That, you know, that is the goal. Uh, this entire show is devoted to trying to find that last individual to accept Christ before the rapture of the church. And, you know, one thing, I'm, I'm going to put it back up on screen here, I think, uh, because I want people to really get an understanding of what we're going to be doing today. Now, you know, you, you hear a lot about um, aliens, UFOs, mm-hmm. um, the government uh, supposedly covering up all kinds of stuff. And, you know, um, anyway, what does it mean? You know, I mean, is is there really aliens? You know, is, are there really UFOs? And does the Bible address it? That's the important thing here. I mean, mm-hmm. do you believe in God or aliens? Does it matter? Mm-hmm. And what does the Bible say? And, you know, I'm going to try to do my best today to bring out some information. Terry's going to have a lot of comments on it, too. But you're going to be surprised. Everybody's going to be surprised when I say this. Yes, the Bible addresses extraterrestrials. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. And we're going to show you that. Um, Now, there's a lot of news going on. We're going to get through some of it. But for the most part, we're going to be staying, uh, you know, in, in the twilight zone. Okay, but uh, now all of this mm-hmm. is, all of this is biblical, and all of this is leading us mm-hmm. toward the discovery of that last Christian, in my opinion. So, um, anyway, that's something we're going to be talking about. A um, couple of quick ones I want to get out of the way here, real quick. First of all, uh, now for the younger generation, you may not be as impacted by this move or by, uh, by by what you hear as those of us who were around at the time. But uh, mm-hmm. if you've ever heard of Charlie Manson, you remember the family mm-hmm. of Charlie Manson. And um, one of his followers, Leslie Van Houten, has been released from prison in California. Um, she was once part of the Manson family that carried out Charles Manson's orders uh, in a killing spree that terrorized Los Angeles in 1969. She was released from prison on parole on Tuesday after 53 years. Now, her lawyer said that her release had been expected after California Governor uh, Gavin Newsom uh, announced that he would give up trying to deny parole for Van Houten. Again, 73 uh, is her age right now. Uh, She was serving a life sentence. Um, She was the she is the first from the Manson family to receive parole stemming from convictions related to seven murders on consecutive nights in August of 1969. Uh, Her attorney said that she was a model prisoner from the day she entered prison. She's been involved in therapy for 40 years. She's just really a different person. She was 19 years old when all that happened. So anyway, um, I, I don't know how to comment on that. Uh, I hope that she's accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. It's just another uh, a, a, another proof of point or point of proof, whatever, that anyone can be saved. If Leslie Van Houten prays that prayer or has prayed that prayer of salvation, she's going to heaven, no matter the, whether she kills seven mm-hmm. people or not. Uh, Terry, you want mm-hmm. to comment on that one real quick? Absolutely. Uh, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. He forgives us of all sins. He died for all sins on the earth. Not only for all of us who believe, the Apostle John said, but he for the entire world. So, Amen. If you know, if you don't know Jesus, know Him today. Get saved. Go amen. to heaven with us. Amen. Uh, now we are going to say a quick prayer. 
uh, to begin today. Uh, and uh, I have a, a point of focus on a prayer, and that is that uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu was admitted to the hospital after collapsing at home. Um, he was admitted to the emergency department at uh, Sheba Medical Center. He wasn't feeling well, and the Office of the Prime Minister has confirmed that according to sources from the Sheba Medical Center, the Prime Minister lost consciousness while at home and fell. Uh, the result, he hit his head, so um, he was also experiencing chest pains. Uh, he was brought to the emergency room from his home in the uh, north of the country. He is now fully conscious uh, at the hospital. Uh, by the way, this is all located close to, uh, tel to the Tel Aviv area. Um, and I can also report that the opposition leader, Yair Lapid, uh, very graciously uh, had a comment uh, saying uh, uh, that uh, he wished him a complete recovery and good health. So uh, with that, Terry, if you would, uh, let's say a prayer for Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel. Amen. Father, we just thank you, uh, Lord, for this privilege and honor to pray for uh, Netanyahu, uh, Lord Jesus. Um, you are you are the healer, and we pray your your healing on him, uh, Lord. Even now, uh, Lord, we know your love for Israel and for um, and for uh, Mr. Netanyahu also, of course, certainly personally, individually. Use this, Lord, to draw him near to you. We all are going to meet you at some point. Um, and so we just pray that out of this, uh, your glory will be shown. Uh, and we just thank you for, again for the privilege and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, uh, really quick, we'll do the uh, weekend review and uh, have maybe a comment or two, and then we'll move on. From Feature Story thank News you. in San Francisco, I'm Ira Spitzer with a look back at the week's top stories. World leaders attended the inaugural meeting of the NATO-Ukraine Council as part of the annual summit of the military alliance. It comes after Kyiv failed to achieve a promise of eventual membership, which Ukraine's president called absurd. FSN's Julia Chapman was in Vilnius, where the summit was held, and filed this report. After voicing his frustrations on Tuesday, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky took a more conciliatory approach at his press conference alongside NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg. He said that so far the results of this summit had been good, but an invitation for membership of the alliance for Ukraine would have been optimal, and that is something he is not going to be getting this week. But Ukraine has also received security guarantees. A framework has been reached by members of the G7. These would be bilateral agreements between Ukraine and the individual countries, but they do effectively help integrate Ukraine into the NATO infrastructure and architecture when it comes to things like defense procurement, uh, training and intelligence sharing as well. Parts of India, including New Delhi, are seeing extensive flooding after incessant rains. FSN's Ishan Garg reports. From the iconic high walls of the Delhi's Red Fort to the steps of the country's highest court, the water of the river Yamuna has gradually creeped up inside the city. It's causing intense water logging in residential areas close to the riverbanks, causing people to wade through waist-deep waters to get place to place. The Delhi government has rescued close to 23,000 people from low-lying areas, and officials say more could be moved soon. Those not able to make to relief shelters are seeking refuge under bridges and elevated roads. Schools and colleges in flood-prone areas have been shut down. Authorities say the water should start receding soon, but it's likely to remain over that danger mark over the next couple of days. Ishan Kirk, New Delhi. Okay, as far as the Ukrainian thing goes, I don't know why he thought he was going to get NATO membership when it clearly states in the charter that uh, a country cannot be admitted if it's in a conflict, which is kind of a common sense mm -hmm. move. So he shouldn't have expected uh, the, uh, the NATO organization to approve his membership. Mm -hmm. They have stated that they will um, consider it. Um, when it's time and also there are other countries that are doing those uh, individual um individual things with them you know treaty stuff where they can get um mm -hmm. armaments and and that and that type of thing so actually i think he did uh better than than really he may have even 
should have been traded in, in all honesty. But mm-hmm. uh, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, the only reason I'm bringing that up is to show you how much Biden doesn't matter on the world stage. Okay. And yeah. I, I know you have probably heard this expression a million times in your life, but nothing mm-hmm. could be more true in this particular instance. I want you to look at this. Mm-hmm. A, a picture speaks a thousand words. Take a look at that. Yeah. That is yeah. Two, two gentlemen, for those of you that are not seeing this in visual form, two gentlemen, one of them, of mm-hmm. course, is uh, Zelensky of, of the Ukraine, shaking hands in front of Joe Biden. They are just blocking mm-hmm. his path and showing him complete disrespect as if he is completely irrelevant. Terry, you having a comment on that? Yeah, I think irrelevant is a pretty good uh, description of the viewpoint of the world uh, to uh, Biden, sadly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I uh, only got one more news story that is not related to UFOs and extraterrestrials. Uh, and mm-hmm. that, uh, this is important to people like Terry that care about movies. He knows I don't. I mean, we, we were just offline um, uh, before we started, and he started to tell me about a movie, and I said, okay, you lost my attention. But I know that there's a lot of people that do care, okay? And, and so I'm going to play you this real quick. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, more on the extraordinary decision by actors in Hollywood to walk off the job. Members of the SAG-AFTRA union are now on strike, joining Hollywood writers in their work stoppage. It's the first time both unions have been on strike since 1960, when Ronald Reagan, himself a Hollywood actor, led the actors' union. Entertainment correspondent Sean Mandel is in Hollywood. The press conference that we got today had very important passion statements from sag after current president, Fran Drescher, who uh, some of your listeners may remember playing her iconic character, The Nanny, in the 90s. She was emotional, blamed the studios and CEOs, Wall Street, for greed and treating the union with disrespect, saying that she came to the negotiating table optimistic, but that the fundamental business model that Hollywood now exists in, which is focused on the streaming world, has not impacted the way that actors are are paid and compensated. So they're essentially, uh, actors are operating under a broadcast television model uh, for how they're compensated based in the 90s, whereas the entire industry has switched over to a new way of operating. 160,000 union members are expected to join the strike and for entertainment conglomerates, production on scores of TV and film sets is now grinding to a halt. I'm Simon Marks. So, uh, Terry, again, you know, I don't know much about this stuff, and I'm going to let you make any comment that you might want to make about it, and then we're going we're gonna to get into some serious stuff. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, they think it's very serious, and they'd <laughs> yeah, be they crushed to hear, to hear your comment that it's not. <laughs> but in the, light, in the light of eternity, I'm afraid I'm going to have to agree with you on this that uh, all things considered, this is not really all that big a deal uh, in terms of where are you going, heaven or hell. Amen. Yeah. Well, you know, the ones that I feel sorry for really are, are the little guys. You know, the, the guys that make the multi-million and millions and millions of dollars, they're going to be fine. I, I, the ones that I worry about are the ones that unions are, to, are supposedly designed to help, and that's the little guy. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, that, that's really all I got to say on that. Okay, uh, yeah. Terry, but before we get into UFOs, you know, yeah, okay, guys, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm delaying it just a little bit more, but not much. But anyway, before we get into, into the UFO discussion, I want to give you your two minutes, sir. Uh, so I want to get your, mm-hmm. uh, go ahead and get everything that you need together. Just a really quick reminder mm-hmm. that the last Christian newscast and radio show is proud to partner with a great educational program for youth based on solid Christian principles and values. Now, as a parent mm-hmm. concerned about what your children are exposed to and learning in public schools, you will appreciate the opportunity to learn about Kirkwood's Christian online learning program that will keep your kids engaged and learning, all without worrying about the type of curriculum being presented to them. It only takes a few minutes to set up the program and your kids can begin working independently on any device, including desktop computers, laptops, tablets, 
iPads, even smartphones. Now, you can learn more about this program on the Last Christian website at www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net for all of the free information on Kirkwood's homeschool learning program for kids. And hey, get this, the whole program, well, it only costs you about a dollar a day. It doesn't get better than that. Visit us at www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net and receive your information all about Kirkwood's homeschooling learning program for kids. And with that, Terry, you are now up for your two minutes. The last Christian charge engaging the sword, folks, homeschooling works. There is a war in the heavenlies, which by scope and eternal significance dwarfs our meager, uh, our meager lives, uh, temporal battles, horrible as they seem, yet nonetheless mirroring that spiritual dimension. And in fact, much or most, if not all, of turmoil on the earth is a direct result of this spiritual war. We remind ourselves of Paul's Ephesians declaration, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Here, during these few precious moments on the charge, we attempt to bring into focus the lines of battle emerging in our quarter as best applies to as many as concerned regarding our individual eternities and destinations, whether they be heaven or hell. A close friend suggested they had reached the conclusion that the idea and reality of hell was a false teaching. In their words, hell doesn't exist. They were not expressing a lack of education. Their surmise was a result of lifelong consideration, supported even by serious study at a respected seminary, purportedly holding forth Christian values. After dispatching a sackload of Jesus' personal warnings from the word of God itself of the reality of hell, I waited for a response, which has never been voiced. That good friend recently discovered they'd been given two years to live, an ample time to reconsider their conclusion. What is becoming a worldwide stir concerning a new film, Sound of Freedom, has erupted in folks taking sides over whether or not the movement is of God or a ploy of Satan to gather folks into a one-world religion. This is how absurd the battle against evil has become okay the terry i got to cut you off right there and we'll get back to you in the second half of the uh, show today uh but now it's time we're going to get into this i mean do you believe in god do you believe in aliens do you believe in both do you believe in neither uh where are you okay so i thought it would be interesting uh to to begin with uh some polling information okay so I'm, i want you guys to take a look at this one now real quick uh, do you believe aliens exist? Okay, 6% say no, they don't. 79% say that they do. 14% say maybe, not sure, and there's uh, another 1% that just don't have an opinion or don't have anything to say about it. But uh, as you can see, that is over 90% that at least think that there is a good possibility aliens exist and again i'm going to tell you that um, according to the bible extraterrestrials exist but uh you know we'll, we're going to have to have a, de a debate i guess about whether or not aliens exist but first of all terry what's your reaction to that poll i mean 90 percent over 90 percent of the public thinks that there's alien life yeah i i I would not have guessed that uh, that particular height of figure. Um, I didn't know it was that many. On the other hand, I'm not surprised because of the way things are going in the world, the way things are shifting so quickly from one plateau to another. Uh, wow, it, it's still it's still a place to say wow. Uh, because unfortunately, I believe that what these people are saying they believe in is something other than what is really coming. Um, 
although they're in the ballpark, because the Bible does talk about aliens, speaking of those who are foreigners uh, from outside of God's plan. Yeah, uh, let's not go too far to with that because we're going to get uh, into that right. in detail. Okay, I don't, I don't want you to, okay. I don't want you to, to give a, 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 a brief of the entire show in, in one statement. Uh, okay, now, um, let me also tell you this. There's another poll out, okay? Yeah. Uh, now, this one is a Gallup poll. 81% of Americans expressing belief when asked the simple question, do you believe in God? It's 81%. Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Now, th- this was down from 87% in 2017. So that's a 6% mm-hmm. drop just in, in just in that time. And it, it's also a record low for the question that was first asked in 1944 when 96%, mm-hmm. think about that, 96% mm-hmm. believed um and a high 98% in the 1950s and 1960s. Now, other Gallup questions asked most recently in 2016 and 2017 offered more response options than a simple yes or no and found a lower percentage, 10 to 25 points lower, expressing a belief in God. In 2017, Gallup found belief in God was even lower when confining it to those who are convinced God exists. In that poll, 64% of U.S. adults expressed certainty about the existence of God. 21% said God probably exists, but they have doubts. 6% said God probably doesn't exist, and 7% were convinced God does not exist. So between the two polls, there are more people, many more people, that believe in alien life and uh, UFOs than believe in the Creator. Uh, any comment on that one, Terry? It's a fulfillment of prophecy, um, and without going too deep uh, at this point, but yeah, no, that's that sounds right because Jesus is coming, yeah. and uh, they're not they're not looking for him. So yeah, well, you know, the emphasis right now is on space. Uh, I don't care. You can pick up any publication that you want to. You can listen to the mainstream media. Like I said, this alien thing uh, is becoming more and more a huge, huge topic, Uh, so much Mm -hmm. so that, uh, well, let's just take a listen to this one. Elon Musk is finally starting to talk about the artificial intelligence company he founded to compete with chat GPT maker OpenAI. The startup XAI formally launched on Wednesday, and its goal is to understand the true nature of the universe, and it hasn't said much more than that. Led by Musk, the billionaire CEO of Tesla and SpaceX, who also owns Twitter, the new startup centered in the San Francisco Bay Area has hired a group of top AI researchers who formerly worked at OpenAI, Google, Microsoft, and Tesla. Okay, so uh, Elon Musk, by the way, they they just kind of touched on this. Okay, I did more research Mm -hmm. and it got more reporting than what they did. Um, Mm -hmm. He says he's, uh, I'm talking about Elon Musk here. He says that he has yeah. the answer about aliens. Okay. Um, okay. Now, this is according to The Street, which is a, a Wall Street publication. Uh, Elon mm-hmm. Musk, the billionaire and SpaceX CEO, intent on bringing humanity to Mars, thinks that we should become a spacefaring civilization, a sort of multi-planet species. Uh, now, this is his quote. He says, um, if I speak to my personal motivations here, I've always wondered what is really going on in reality, trying to understand the nature of the universe. Are there aliens? Where are they? The universe has been around for many billions of years, so why haven't we seen evidence of aliens? Many members of the public are convinced that the government is hiding evidence of aliens and I have not seen any evidence of aliens. I get asked this a lot, but I think that's actually maybe a concern. I might feel better if I saw evidence of aliens. Uh, now, this lack of alien evidence to Musk has more frightening implications than the alternative. Another quote, he means that life and consciousness might be incredibly rare. Maybe we're it, at least in this galaxy. The light of consciousness seems to me like it could be this tiny candle in a vast darkness, and we should do our absolute best to make sure the candle does not go out. What do you think of that, Terry? Uh, <laughs> right there, well, huh? The Bible, 
The Bible uh, is very clear about all of this, but again, it all hinges on whether or not you believe in God. Mm -hmm. And if you believe in God, then the next question is, what is it that you believe about God? Right. And uh, so then we go from there. Um, yeah, and like I said, the Bible does talk about aliens. Uh, it even describes uh, what are called the Nephilim, which are part spiritual beings and part human. Um, and like you said, you didn't want me to bake the whole cake in one go. So I'm backing up here a little bit. Okay. And uh, I, I think that you're going to have an opportunity to get more into that as, as we continue here. But now here's my point. This has always been my point. It's never changed. And this, I'm going to end the first half of the show with this. And then in the second half, we're going to get really into detail. I'm going to tell you about mm -hmm. people that you may look up to that don't believe in mm -hmm. God at all. Okay, I'm I'm going to I'm going to mm -hmm. we're, we're going to address it, okay? Names mm -hmm. that you've heard of, people that you know, people that mm -hmm. you respect, okay? So, mm -hmm. uh anyway, we'll get into all that, but here's the deal. Um well, I'm I'm just going to put it here up, up on the screen and I think it'll I think it'll begin to make sense to you when when I do this. Okay. This is about cell phones. Now, I'm not sure about the exact number of cell phone cameras that exist. However, according to a report released earlier this year, there are 5.2 billion mobile phones. Uh, that's a population of 4.3 billion users. Yes, some people have multiple phones. 83% of all these phones have cameras. Now, um, I did more research, and I could even find where somebody was just randomly taking a picture in New York, okay, on 9-11, just, you know, put their phone up and they were just uh, filming the New York skyline and saw the first plane hit the world trade center. You hear about uh, all these different things, uh, you know, and people are always posting photos in high def, by mm -hmm. the way, high definition pictures. Mm -hmm. Okay. So of all these cell phones over all these years in all these countries, why can't we have one clear picture of an alien, a Sasquatch, a Bigfoot, a Loch Ness monster, any of that. Why? Why can't somebody get a picture? It seems uh, impossible to me that if these things were visible to someone, that somebody mm -hmm. somewhere with a cell phone is going to take a picture of it, mm -hmm. and probably a movie mm -hmm. of it. Okay, so mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm kind of with Musk until they can show me some evidence of this stuff. I don't mm -hmm. believe. I personally don't believe in aliens now hold on before you click off and say okay you're, they're not going to talk about aliens yes we are i told you the bible talks about extraterrestrials we're going to get into that mm -hmm. extraterrestrials exist okay the mm -hmm. bible says so and we're going to get into mm -hmm. that in the second half of the show i just want you to understand that, that we shouldn't be all about aliens okay we instead mm -hmm. we should be all about god so uh, now we're going to get into all this in just a minute in the second half of the last Christian newscast and radio show. A witness told the BBC the school children were singing gospel songs before bedtime when the terrorists struck. They cut the girls' students down with machetes and set fire to the boys' dormitory. The attackers were overheard shouting, Allah is greater, during the 90-minute onslaught on the school. They're said to be members of the Allied Democratic Forces, an insurgency group linked with Islamic State. According to reports, the attackers kidnapped at least six students and made them carry back looted food supplies to their base. There's been a growing number of attacks against Christians in Uganda as Islamist terrorism gains ground in the region. In April and May, a Christian college student and an engineer were killed for sharing their faith. And over Easter, Islamist extremists set off a fuel bomb during a Good Friday service at a Pentecostal church. The latest report by the Global Terrorism Index describes the Sahel and Sub-Saharan regions of Africa as the new epicenter of world terrorism, accounting for 60% of all deaths by terrorism. They say Islamic State extremists have now overtaken the Taliban as the world's deadliest terror group. IS has called for holy warriors to rally to Africa 
to make it their new centre for Islamist operations. The region's now overtaken the Middle East and North Africa as the number one hotspot for terrorism. A partner of Release International described the conflict as a wake-up call for us all. She says, what happened in Uganda was a picture we didn't want to come true. But the region's situation is worsening. May God protect them and be with them as they pass through this dark valley. Yet, despite the violence, she believes the church is growing. Release International affiliates are helping believers who've been attacked because of their Christian faith and are supporting pastors to stand firm in the face of growing extremism. What is dedication? The thing that drives me every day as a dad is Dariana. We call him uh, Day Day for short. Every day he's hungry for something, whether it's attention, affection, knowledge. And there's this huge responsibility in making sure that when he's no longer under my wing, that he's a good person. I think the advice I would give is you don't need to know all the answers. The craziest thing was believing that your dad knew everything. So as a dad, you felt like you had to know everything. You had to get everything right. It's okay to make mistakes. As long as it's coming from love, then, you know, it kind of starts to work itself out. I want him to be able to sit back one day and go, we worked together, we did a good job. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. And welcome back to the second half of the last Christian newscast and radio show. Again, my name is J.D. Williams here in beautiful East Texas. And joining me from the Dallas and Fort Worth area is my co-host, Mr. T.L. Terry Farley. Uh, Terry, I didn't give you an opportunity. We've kind of had no time, really, uh, to let you comment on the fact that, you know, we've got all these billions of cell phones and nobody can take a picture of, of an alien. you have any comment about that? Yeah. And what people are going to raise their hands on is, well, wait a minute, we've got pictures of this and that and the other. But the problem is, is the pictures that they are referring to, there's not one, and this is going back into Joel's court, there's not one picture that's available that can be proven to be real and true and accurate. And here's the most important part, that you can even understand what you're looking at. I mean, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, they're all blurry. They're all blurry pictures from a distance. Um, um, You know, I mean, everything is, you know, it's all completely crazy. I mean, they even got a picture of the Chinese balloon that was going across the United States. You know, somebody on the ground. uh, And why were were they even looking at it? Think about that for a minute. I mean, why are they even photographing up there? and find the thing, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. So well, actually that, that's what happened. That was the guy in Montana. And what he was doing was he was simply taking a picture of the sky. He right. went home and developed it and saw the balloon and <laughs> called somebody and said, what's this? Yeah. And that's where that whole yeah. freedom roll started. So, it, you know, to me, that means that nobody's got a credible picture to show. You know, and no. if you don't have a credible picture to show, then you, you know, your argument, well, come to me when you got one is all I'm, is all I'm going to yeah. say on the, on that. Okay. But that doesn't, that doesn't not take out, um, the fact that extraterrestrials are mentioned in the Bible. And now mm-hmm. the, the first thing that I'm going to, the first thing that I'm going to uh, put up here is mm-hmm. another poll. Okay. And now this one this one concerns Mars. Okay, let's let's look mm-hmm. at, at this poll. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, um, do you think we will find signs of life on Mars in the near future? Look at the mm-hmm. poll results. Sixty-six percent say mm-hmm. yes, I think so. Twenty-two percent mm-hmm. say maybe. I'm not sure. Only one percent mm-hmm. have no opinion, and eleven percent said no. I don't think so. Okay, so. Um, you got 88% of the public mm-hmm. that either thinks that there is life on Mars or that there could be life on Mars or we could find life on mm-hmm. Mars. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, any any comment on that, Terry? I mean, I, I thought that was taken out years and years and years ago. Well, certainly Elon would say that, yes, There's uh, if there's not life now, he said there's going to be because he's got every intention of going to Mars and he's got the teams and they're trying to get the rockets all set and go to go. Um, other than that, um, there is no, there are not. I, let me live out, get out on the limb and saw it off myself. I do not believe there are any Mars people or uh, aliens or anything like that. What all of this is going to go back to what the Bible is describing. There are spiritual forces, and there okay, are. We're going to get into that. You keep trying to jump ahead. <laughs> Calm down. Stick I'm with sorry. the question. Stick <laughs> with the question. <laughs> Okay. All right. Now, you know now, I'm not any good at that. Anyway, <laughs> go right. ahead. Okay. Here is here. Here's why this poll was done. Okay. NASA's uh, rover has revealed new evidence about organic molecules on Mars. Okay. Um, now this is uh, this report comes uh, from Reuters uh, that evidence is mounting about what may be a wealth of organic molecules, a potential indicator of life on Mars. With new findings from NASA's uh, Perseverance rover suggesting the presence of of a diversity of them in rocks at a locale where a lake existed long ago, the latest evidence comes from an instrument called Sherlock S H E R L O C, mounted on the six-wheeled rover's robotic arm, that enables a detailed mapping and analysis of organic molecules. Researchers are reporting that Sherlock's findings from 10 places on two geological formations on the floor uh, of the uh, Jezrero Crater. Now, the researchers noted that evidence of such molecules is not proof of life, past or present, on Mars, and that non-biological processes remain a more likely explanation. says there, there are both biotic and abiotic mechanisms that can form organic molecules, interplantary dust in fall uh, from meteorites or water-rock interactions can produce organics. uh, I don't even know what that word is, abiotically or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. On the other hand, ancient life could produce these organics as well, but this is generally a last resort hypothesis. We need to rule out all abiotic mechanisms before we jump to the conclusion that any organic molecules is a sign of life so anyway mm-hmm. that's that's why all this study stuff came up in the first mm-hmm. place okay um mm-hmm. now i've got a lot of reports here uh, about uh, you know well i'm, I'm going to play you one okay this is mm-hmm. uh, exploration space exploration is what i'm talking about here and mm-hmm. this one may surprise you a little bit A methane-fueled rocket launched by Russia has reached orbit for the first time, beating out potential competitors from the United States and indicating renewed effort by the nation to land astronauts on the moon with a more powerful spacecraft. The launch follows a first attempt in December 2022 when a ZU-Q2 rocket failed and several satellites were lost. Pictures of the launch clearly showed a distinctive bluish color of the burned methane. The four engines have a combined thrust of 268 metric tons. Okay, I'm not. I, I am not at all familiar with a methane rocket. It's the first I've, I've ever mm-hmm. heard of it, and I have not had the time mm-hmm. to do any research on it. I don't know if you know anything about these things or not, Terry. But uh, mm-hmm. obviously, it's some mm-hmm. kind of new technology, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. You know. Okay. I'm kind of uh, like that with you are with movies. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, um, uh, j- just so you know, anytime I hear them talk about Mar- uh, life on Mars, I'm, I-, I tune out on that one too. Okay, um, now I think it's time to do this. So, um, put this up here on the screen real quick. Do you believe in gods or aliens? Okay, again, if you're not getting this in visual form, I highly encourage you to go to www.lastchristian.net. That's www dot last christian dot net and you can get the the visual presentation but now um terry you know do people believe in god or aliens i think that is the real question you know extraterrestrial life Mm -hmm. angels Mm -hmm. demonic spirits you know Mm -hmm. uh so we, we really have to get into what 
the Bible says about it. Okay, so what does the Bible say about aliens? The Bible reveals that there is extraterrestrial life, but, and this is where I was telling you, you kept jumping ahead, okay? But (laughs) not as many suppose. Although the Bible does not speak of aliens who live on faraway planets, it does speak of spiritual forces in the heavenly places. So, could the UFO and alien phenomenon people perceive today actually be wicked spiritual forces to undermine our belief in God, or perhaps angels from heaven, or even demons from hell? Terry, you got a, a comment on that one? Uh, yeah, no, and it's good. And uh, in the world today, you've got a mix of people, uh, and I don't know the percentages, but some believe one, some believe another, some believe even things outside of this. Uh, but you yourself, the person that's listening, you need to choose. And I, my recommendation is going to be call on Jesus. Well, I don't know Jesus. That's why I'm telling you to call on him. Because you don't know him, but he wants to know you, and he wants more than that for you to know him. Knowing him, the Bible says, is life itself. Right. right. Know Jesus. Okay. So, getting back here again, we look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. It's amazing, Terry. I got to stop here for a second. It's just amazing to me that the two of us did not coordinate this show at all. That's right. Yes, people listen up. Not one bit. And yet, Terry's uh, last Christian charge today had this exact, exact scripture in it. Okay, the exact same one. And, you know, I don't know how many. Maybe you do, Terry. I don't know how many verses are in the Bible, but good good grief. What are the chances? Okay. Anyway, Ephesians 6.12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Terry, you want to comment on that one? Yes. Well, there you go, folks. You've got the words right there in front of you. Well, I think I saw something, or I think I heard something, or I think something funny is going on. Yeah. No, you're not imagining that. Yes. We're talking about a spiritual war that sometimes brings itself out into the open in the world that we are looking at. That's what nailed Jesus to the cross. There are evil spirits and they are their intent is to destroy you. The Bible says Satan came only to kill, steal and destroy. That's it. There is no nice guy, Satan, the way they try to put it on in, right. in these television shows. Right. Uh, this guy, it says he's going to come masquerading as an angel of light. He's right. going to look good, but he is evil. Right. Right. Okay, uh, Terry, it's time for you once again. I want you to uh, take a moment and get everything together there. Just a really quick reminder that the last Christian newscast and radio show is proud to partner with a great educational program for youth based on solid Christian principles and values. Now, as a parent concerned about what your children are exposed to and learning in public schools, you will appreciate the opportunity to learn about Kirkwood's Christian online learning program that will keep your kids engaged and learning all without worrying about the type of curriculum being presented to them. It only takes a few minutes to set up the program, and your kids can begin working independently on any device, including desktop computers, laptops, tablets, iPads, even smartphones. Now, you can learn more about this program on the Last Christian website at www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net for all of the free information on Kirkwood's homeschool learning program for kids. And hey, get this, the whole program, well, it only costs you about a dollar a day. It doesn't get better than that. Visit us at www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net and receive your information all about Kirkwood's homeschooling learning program for kids. 
Okay, Terry, uh, you are up, sir, right now. That good friend recently discovered they've been two years, he has two years to live and ample time to reconsider the conclusion. What is becoming a worldwide stir concerning a new film, Sound of Freedom, has erupted in folks uh, uh, taking sides over whether or not the movement is of God or a ploy of Satan to gather folks into a one world religion. This is how absurd the battle against evil has become. The movie starring Jim Caviezel, known throughout the world as Jesus Christ in Mel Gibson's The Passion, is bringing onto the main screens of the world the reality that human slavery is alive and well on the planet as reported and supported primarily from the United States of America. Shame should be the leading conversation in this instance. Mankind's inhumanity to man is being revealed on the entertainment screens of the world. Once more, from the sewage that this world has become, we must proclaim in desperation, Jesus himself died for all of this, and he is the only way out. Scripture tells us repeatedly, clearly, and with no confusion, there is no other name given under heaven whereby a man must be saved than the name of Jesus. Importantly, we must remember each one of us shall meet God in the person of Jesus Christ, and only his word will open the gates of heaven or cast us into an everlasting burning hell. In Jesus' own words, we close. Do not be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They who they cannot touch your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both body and soul in hell. Maranatha, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Amen. Again, we didn't we didn't discuss any of this before the show started. So, and, uh, Terry had no idea I was, where I was going, and um, I was you know, uh, yeah, it it blew my mind. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll yeah. tell you that. You know, but uh, then again, it shouldn't because we shouldn't be surprised by anything that that God is able to do, and that uh, and that little section there that He did in both sections of the show is, you know, no other way to describe it. You know. God, God did that. Lord. God, God gave you yeah. that message, Terry. There's, there's no doubt about it. Amen. Okay, Amen. Um, I'm going to get back, uh, back into our discussion here about uh, the Bible and whether or not it, uh, it talks about extraterrestrials. We've already seen, we've already seen one, uh, one, one thing on it here. I'm going to show you another one right now. This is Ezekiel, chapter one, verse four. And uh, because the wording was a little bit different, I, I went ahead and put both um, the NIV version and the uh, New King James version on there. So, Terry, mm-hmm. uh, why don't you take the first one and, and, uh, uh, and I'll take the second one. Okay. I looked and I saw a windstorm coming out of the north, an immense cloud with flashing lightning and surrounded by brilliant light. The center of the fire looked like glowing metal. Okay, now uh, I I was I really jumped on the last the last sentence there was that the center of the fire looked like uh, glowing metal. Uh, then I figured out that was coming from the NIV version. So I wanted to check. Because my favorite version of the Bible, and Terry knows this, is the uh, New King James version. So I wanted to see what the New King James version had to say about it, and this is what it said. Then I looked, and behold, a whirlwind was coming out of the north. A great cloud with raging fire engulfed itself, and brightness was all around it and radiating out of its mist like the color of amber out of the midst of the fire. So I think, you know, uh, you, you say it a lot, Terry, you know, that things are, um, you know, the, the, uh, the different versions support each other more than anything else and you know the the wording may have been a a little bit different but i think that the uh the context remained the same right absolutely yeah and notice that it said in the niv it was like so it was bringing it into perspective in the same way that it follows up in the new king james with giving a more detailed intimate uh, description of what it is but you're blending them and bringing them together you're getting a better 
fuller picture of what God is trying to tell us. Right. And even so, you know, some people say, okay, well, that still didn't prove anything to me. Well, hey, I got more. Trust me, I wouldn't say that I, I wouldn't say that I was absolutely certain that extraterrestrials exist in the Bible, according to the Bible, if I couldn't find it in the Bible. I don't do that. Okay. Amen. So Amen. Uh, so let, let's look at Isaiah 13, 5. They mm-hmm. come from a far country, from the end of heaven, the Lord and his weapons of indignation. To destroy the whole land. Now, this seems to indicate to me angels. Am I mm-hmm. uh, am, am, am I on the right track there, uh, Mr. Farley? Well, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that would seem to indicate that. Well, okay. All, all right. Well, angels come. We can't see angels, so you know we we won't even we won't mm-hmm. even talk about that, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, just keep arguing with me, and I'll just keep throwing scripture at you. All right. So here we go with um, Hebrews chapter thirteen. Verse 2, do not forget, I love this one, do not forget mm-hmm. to entertain strangers, for by, do, for by so doing, some have unwittingly entertained angels. That couldn't be any clearer, Terry. Mm-hmm. It could not be any Amen. clearer Amen. That, um, that angels exist, Amen. that they come. Amen. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give a quick story here. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully it doesn't take up much time, but this happened to me when I was really mm-hmm. young. I, I was traveling with yeah. a friend of mine. We were traveling out uh, to on West Texas, and going down the highway, it was raining like all get out. Okay, and we, I lost control of the car and drove the mm-hmm. car off the freeway into a ditch. Okay, so we're down here, you know, and, and he's saying, "Ride, ride it, ride it." Okay, we we survived it. We got down there, you know, and we're stuck the bottom now mm-hmm. uh remember this is before cell phones um mm-hmm. I, I don't know exactly where we were but we were out in the middle of nothing okay so you know if if we were stuck there it was going to take us some time to go find something you know find a way to mm-hmm. possibly get the car out but here's the deal mm-hmm. within 30 seconds and i don't think mm-hmm. i'm exaggerating that at all mm-hmm. within 30 seconds there was two guys there with a truck that had a, a, a uh, hoist. Winch? A, 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 yeah, a winch, yeah. And then mm-hmm. they attached it to the car, pulled the car out mm-hmm. of the ditch, and we proceeded on our way. Was that angels, or was that just luck? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't answer mm-hmm. the question. I'm just telling you what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. And All let right. me throw this in with that. Yeah. Let me throw this in with that. The King James Version says angels, and then it adds the word unaware angels in other words just because you meet someone that is an angel they're not necessarily going to know it themselves so you can't ask oh are you an angel and you know they're not gonna, they're not gonna know all right okay anyway, go ahead all right well i got one more i got one more for uh-huh. you okay and this mm-hmm. one this one i think applies in so many ways in so many different scenarios uh and i'll i'll let you uh, speak to it, Terry, but let's look at Isaiah mm-hmm. chapter 60, verse 8. Mm-hmm. Who are these who fly like a cloud and like doves to their roosts? Mm-hmm. Think about that for a second. Who are these that fly like a cloud? Hmm. I wonder what they could be talking mm-hmm. about there. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it certainly appears to be, uh, I would say, angels because of the way it's depicted. Um, certainly, angels on the good side, let me say it that way. Yeah. But I'd like have to have to look at the passage, but that's what you can do is look at that passage, look at what goes before it and what goes after it. Amen. And, and you can tie the whole thing together. Right. So what we encourage you to do is read the Bible. That's what we're getting at here. Amen. Okay. Amen. But, but Amen. The, the thing is, is that the Bible is pretty clear about the fact that extraterrestrials exist. But again, not in the way that scientists are portraying it to you, not in the way politicians are portraying it to you, mm-hmm. um, not in the way these science fiction guys are portraying it to you. Okay, um, mm-hmm. I believe in the Word of God, and I believe that these extraterrestrials are in the spirit realm, that they are either angels or they are satanic angels, 
or you know mm-hmm. something in, in that in that vein. Uh, Terry, I'll, mm-hmm. I, I I didn't describe that real well. I'm going to give you an opportunity to do mm-hmm. that for me. Go ahead. Uh, again, and this is we can go real deep. I, we could go forever on this when you get all of the material that's available in the scriptures. Uh, but our whole thing is there, there's a book called uh, Strong's Concordance. There are other concordances on the market. I've always used a Strong's, but you can look each individual word uh, and what the original Hebrew word is, and you can go to the back. There's a dictionary, and you can look up that word by number, and it will tell you what it means in English. And you can go deep and you can discover, okay, that's what this means. That's what that means. And, uh, and it will really help you in your understanding. But know this, Jesus walked the earth. He died for us. He came out of the grave. There were angels all the way through his life. If you read the gospels, there were angels, uh, not only when he came out of the grave, there were angels who were there when he was rising from the earth in the book of Acts chapter one, rising from the earth, they're described. Uh, you know, it's all there, folks. Uh, and yeah. G- remember, Jesus said, I am the truth. I am the truth. Go mm-hmm. into the Bible, find out, discover. That's what we're hoping you're going to do. We want to see you in heaven or on the way up or at supper, one of those places, uh, if you believe in Jesus. Amen. Okay, uh, I told you I was going to give you a list, and I am. Now, these are celebrities that say yeah. that they do not believe in God. Morgan Freeman, okay. ironically, the actor who played oh. God in Bruce Almighty does not actually believe that he exists. According to the Washington Post, Freeman said that God was just wow. a human invention. Daniel Radcliffe, in an interview with The Telegraph, the actor admitted that he was an atheist. Um, Joaquin Phoenix... Uh, was cited in the book Amazing Truths, How Science and the Bible Agree as Not Believing in God, Nor Religion, Nor Even the Concept of a Soul. Uh, Kiera Knightley, the British actress, has spoken openly several times about the fact she does not believe in God. Brad Pitt. Pitt has said mm-hmm. that he doesn't believe in God, saying that he was uh, 20% atheist and 80% agnostic. Jodie Foster, in an interview uh, with Entertainment Weekly in 2007, revealed that she's never found reason nor proof to make her believe in God. Woody Allen, in his book, The Quotable Atheist, uh, he spoke uh, that his beliefs uh, said that God is dead. Kevin Bacon, in an interview with The Telegraph, the actor revealed he's happily atheist. Uh, David Cross, even though he brought up, uh, was brought up in a Jewish family, he said that in an interview with ABC in 1998, he sees himself as an atheist. Angelina Jolie, in an interview with People Magazine, uh, said that she does not believe in any religion in particular, but that she does not believe in a higher being that wasn't called God. Bill Maher uh, frequently references his atheism and his lack of belief in God. Uh, inform lots of work and humor. Uh, Kathy Griffin has made her lack of beliefs clear in 2007 at the Emmys. She said that Jesus had not helped her win a prize and that the award was now her God. Helen Mirren, the actress, revealed in an interview with Esquire that she is a spiritual person, but that she doesn't believe in God. Uh, Bajork, I don't know who he is, B.J. O'Clark, the singer reportedly said that uh, she doesn't believe in herself that she just believed in herself, but not in any type of God. Ian McLennan, I'm running out of time, so I'm just going to make the rest of these real quick. Billy Joel, John Lennon, Human Thurman. As you can see, I've got multiple pages here. Seth MacFarlane, mm-hmm. Julianne Moore, Alan Cumming, Ricky Gervais, uh, Stephen Fry, Patton, mm-hmm. Patton Oswalt, John Malkovich, Joe Rogan, Larry King, Howard Stern, Hugh Laurie, Jack Nicholson, and Sean Penn. Okay, all of those are on record as saying that they do not believe in God at all. So, if you want to know how come Hollywood stands so firmly behind all of the anti-Christian movements that are going on in the United States, uh, now you know, because they don't believe in God. If they did, they would have a completely different... You're going to have to throw it in in five seconds, because that's all you got. John Voight, uh, Angelina Voli's, uh, or Angelina Voli, whatever her name is, uh, he, her father, John Voight, the great actor, is a very firm, strong believer in Jesus. Okay. And if we are given another day, we'll be back with another edition of the last Christian newscast and radio show. Until next time, again, 
make sure you go to www.lastchristian.net to see it all in video form. We'll see you next time. Good night. Thanks again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday right here and at www.lastchristian.net. Until the trumpet sounds. <laughs>